Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Lugaya Figueres, food and dining editor for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Well, this past Tuesday night was like the uh, Academy Awards of Gastronomy for, for Atlanta. And you know who was there? Uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Food and, <laughs> Food and Dining Editor, Lagaya uh, Figueres. Have you recovered yet? In, um, I'm going to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful, Scott, really and truly. Um, I have covered multiple James Beard events, and it was really neat to cover the Michelin Guide uh, Atlanta gala ceremony on Tuesday when I could actually attend via Marta. <laughs> oh, so, no kidding. I mean, yeah, you know, come down and looking good enough um, and get off the, uh, the, the metro and, and, and be welcomed into the most amazing fancy scene where like, there was an electric marquee on the top of the uh, Rialto um, theater and see a red carpeted tent. And the street, Forsyth Street, was closed off for one block for this event. So that was pretty, that should tell you that it matters for Atlanta. It does. Well, well I'm glad you went there because I want to go there too. How important are these Michelin Guide ratings and what do they mean? Okay, so how important are they and what do they mean? Um, well, like, I guess it depends on, on who you are. But for the city itself, it really is important and it does matter. Um, and for, I think, the restaurateurs and um, the staff who works at those 45 places who are going to be in the 2023 guide, um, it certainly matters. Um what it does is to um, sort of signal, I would say, to the rest of the country and the world that Atlanta has cuisine that is of a certain caliber, of a high caliber that you need to come check it out. Yeah. And yeah, let's, let's just go with that one. Okay. Scott. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, are you surprised that it took Michelin this long to do this? Um, so I've been here since 2015, but I know in speaking with some folks that they've been lobbying actually since the late 1990s to get Michelin to really take a look at Atlanta. So am I surprised now? No, but it's been in the works for quite some time. Yeah. Well, I've got to admit, I've only visited a couple of the star award-winning restaurants, and, and I'm sure there are a lot of people like me. Uh, let me push you on this. How about some rapid fire on the first Atlanta restaurants to earn a Michelin star? How would you? Okay, just... yeah, let's let's go, let's go let's quickly recap okay. what happened yeah. in terms of the you know what happened. So we have five restaurants that received one Michelin star. They are Atlas, Bacchanalia. Hayakawa, 
Lazy Betty, and Mujo. All of those got one star, and there are no two or three star ratings. Right. So the Michelin goes from one to three stars. And that would be, I would say, thought normal for an, an inaugural guide. That's, that, that's okay. Okay. Um, besides that, Michelin has many other um, sort of award categories. So two restaurants earned what we call, what, what Michelin calls a green star, and that's for sustainable gastronomy. Mm-hmm. And those were Bacchanalia with a second star, and also the Chastain, which is over um, in um, Buckhead area. And then we had 10, what we they call Bib Gourmand, and those are distinctions for places that offer great food at um, value or reasonable prices. And so, yeah, there's a, folks can go to the AJC.com for, for all of those, but there were 10 of them. And then there were 30 recommended restaurants. And I have to tell you, Scott, last night was kind of almost hilarious for how many um award winners gathered on the stage to take a photo for a for for that specific award, so thirty restaurants got a recommended, That's and it was it was it was a joy to see. I mean, there are many that you would have seen us cover time and time again in the AJC, um, and all in one stage. That was that was pretty darn fun. No with the, with the Michelin bubble, you know, the yeah, white right. mascot, right. Well, let me back up to the uh, to the uh, to the stars of the show, the restaurants that got a Michelin star. And if you want, maybe, sure. maybe use a sentence to describe each one. Let's start with Atlas. How would you describe Atlas? Mm, well, okay, so Atlas is um, inside the St. Regis Hotel in um, Buckhead, and so it's going to be very very fancy, white linen cloth. I mean, it's going to be new American. And uh, Freddie Money is the executive chef there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to have a terrific experience if you go there. But yeah, it, it is um, uh, it's an experience within a hotel setting. Okay, how about Bacchanalia? Okay, Bacchanalia. Anne Quatrano, she's been at this for so many years. Oh, yeah. I mean, decades, right? It was really lovely to see her on stage giving... Uh, Mara Davis, who some of us know as a, a TV, uh, radio personality, mm-hmm. you know, co-host, um, you know, a hug. And I mean, I guess, you know, Annie has earned this kind of thing. She, it, it, um, day in and day out, I think Bacchanalia strives for a very uh, consistent dining experience there. We all love that cheese course <laughs> that that she offers there but she also has the that farm to table element um you know you're going to be eating seasonally and the food is always beautiful yeah she's a genius okay how would you describe yeah. how would you describe okay, Hay- so, hayakawa yeah and i'm gonna couple hayakawa with also mujo because those were two curiously we had two japanese concepts that were given one star and Hayakawa spent 15 years on Buford Highway before relocating, um, you know, a year ago to a location in West Midtown. And then we have Mujo, which comes from the Castellucci group, 
um, who folks might know from, let's say, like Iberian Peg. Um, and that one started as a pop-up, moved to a brick and mortar. And it, that's been running on, on all heels. Both of them all offer an omakase experience. And I mean, in, in both instances, it's a, um, Barnon, just terrific. And then the last one is Lazy Betty. And Lazy Betty, um, is, is really interesting. I think that between Mujo and Lazy Betty, both of those, were if you were talking in the industry, we would have expected them to have gotten stars. But Lazy Betty comes from Ron Sue and Aaron Phillips, and both of them are um, alums from Le Bernardine, which is Eric Repair's um, well-accoladed um, uh, restaurant in New York. And Lazy Betty is very performance-driven. It is it is also a chef tasting menu, which, by the way, you can get it as a vegetarian if you want that. But it is a most delightful sensory experience all around. Wow. You are terrific, first of all, to do that right off the cuff. That, that's going to be part, <laughs> of, part of the star of my, my, uh, my story here. Okay. okay. Right. okay. Any, any surprises about who made it and who didn't? Um. Yes. So I would say... As far as the, well, let's talk about the stars first off. Okay. Um, so we only have one star. If anybody wanted two stars, I think that really wouldn't have been something that we should have anticipated. And looking around, you know, at other um, uh, Michelin, like the way that Michelin unveils or when they launch, it, you don't usually see two or three stars. So this this is fine for Atlanta. The other thing, Scott, to note is that the, in, the Michelin inspectors, as they call them, um, kept their confines within the perimeter. So you won't see OTT restaurants in this guide. That doesn't mean that they won't, that won't happen in future. And the guide comes out annually, right? So, uh, one of the restaurants that I would say would have qualified, such as Spring in Marietta, um, wouldn't did not make this round, but perhaps it would make, you know, next year's restaurant. Okay, that makes sense. So they're going to do it every year now. From from now that we're uh, in, it's, it's, it's going to happen it, every year. Yes, it happens every year, and um. You know, there's there. When I think about to some of the um, recommended, what they call recommended restaurants, there were a few omissions. Well, what I would have called omissions. I was surprised that Aria yeah. did not make the cut. Jerry Kleskala, um, sure, yeah, yeah. I think that his his cuisine is so terrific. So that was a surprise for me. I was also surprised overall when I looked at, you know, between the the starred restaurants, the Green Stars, the Bib Gourmands, which is um, given out for a distinction for great food at, you know, reasonable prices. Um, I was surprised for the lack of acknowledgement toward um the Latin community, 
I think that we have a terrific Mexican restaurant in Oaxaca, which is in Chambly. And the same chef also operates a restaurant called El Valle in Midtown across the street from the Fox Theater. Um, I think we have also terrific South American cuisine and Caribbean cuisine. So I was surprised not to see representation among uh, Hispanic or Latin uh, restaurants. And that I think that we do. There are certain restaurants that do excel at that. You, Scott, you know what the one of one of my like fascinating like as I sit there and, and you know analyze everything is how many. So if we have forty five restaurants that got distinctions, six of them began fairly recently as pop ups. Wow. Yeah. So that means like uh, you know so that thirteen percent of these concepts began in um, a very non-traditional way, which just tells you, like, you know, the, the, the way that the, rest, the dining scene evolves. That's, to me, that's a kind of exciting. It's just like, oh, well, oh, where are these guys coming from, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I should do, maybe I should do a little bit of a shout-out of my own heritage. It was heartening to me, um, who has a little bit of Filipino blood in her, to see two restaurants um, that are Filipino-based um, get a nomination as well. That would be Estrellita and um, uh, Kamayan ATL. I don't know how you keep all this at your fingertips. Uh, you're amazing. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I was trying to put together this whole um, sketch of of starred restaurants and, and, and the whole shebang for you. But, uh, yeah, there's there's just so, so many. Now, Scott, I do want to tell you one of the really fun parts of the night. Sure. So can, we, can I tell you about it? Yeah, okay. please do. So when okay so when Jared Sieber um, Little Bear received his award for like young chef it the that was kind of a special highlight of the night everybody was just so applauding but what cracks me up is he is now in his early 30s but it was a young chef award and he was joking afterward I'm like you know, I've been doing this for so, so, so long. I mean, in 2016, he received a James Beard um, nomination as a young chef, right? As an emerging chef or whatever that, that accolade is called. Um, and so six years later, here he is again receiving something very similar. And it's kind of like, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I just hope people are going to show up to my restaurant. And maybe now I can fill seat butts in seats, at, yeah. you know, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. All right. One more question for you. Is, yeah. is it true that the reason the Michelin company even started doing these guides was to get people to travel more so they could sell more tires? Um, yeah. So Michelin began its guide in 1900, right? Um, as part of, Yes, uh, it was a marketing effort and um, a sales effort. And I guess I suppose they succeeded because they still exist in uh, 2023. And there is, I mean, uh, 
overall, though, we, we, we really should be thanking those of us who live in Atlanta and love all of our restaurants, local, you know, that we go to, whether it's a block from our house or, or you know, 15 miles and drive all the way inside the perimeter to eat from them. It is a special time for, I think, Atlanta because it, those of us who love the food that our local culinarians are creating to receive the kind of recognition that Michelin is will give them and is giving them, it, it, that's important. That's that's a terrific nod to the city, to our gastronomic or our, you know, to, to our gastronomic scene, and to what everyone is striving going forward. And I will say at the same time. We continue, we remain uniquely Atlanta. And yesterday's scene really proved to me too that like, mm, uh, you can have a James Beard award ceremony in Chicago or in New York, but the way Atlanta does it is very different and it was very heartening. So I encourage folks to check out you know, check out the, the Michelin guide, see what they think, and, you know, check them out. And also don't forget that the AJC itself will stay on a level, you know, day to day for this dining scene as opposed to Michelin coming out with their annual guide. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a way of bringing it home, you know, every week, every month, every year. Lagaya, thank you so much for this. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Scott. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.